welcome to the Master Slave Lifestyle Podcast. Here we'll interview real people living the real Master Slave lifestyle, all consensual and all in different ways. And in this episode... I'm talking about a relationship that's going to go on for years. There's got to be a sense of growth on all levels. How do you maintain the level of domination and control that you have, say, in a dungeon out in the real world? the most intimate kind of uh, relationship imaginable. Being held to that high level of perfection, I think, is devastating. Help the slave feel helpless, dependent, controlled, dominated. This is MasterSlaveLifestyle.com. Hello, everyone. So um, today on the podcast, we have someone that's very dear to me, Master Jim. We met three years ago in Berlin. And at this time, I had just broken up with my ex-master and was in no space to play. And what happened was that me and Master Jim have had some incredible conversations over over the last few years and is someone who's actually helped in um, forming my blog as well. So it's with a great pleasure. I'd like to welcome Master Jim. Hello, sir. Hi, Phil. It's nice to see you and talk to you. Same to you. So um, would you like to introduce yourself and just give a brief description about who you are and what sort of master you are? I'm Master Jim. I live in Palm Springs, California. And uh, it's interesting. I, I belong to a power dynamics men's group. And we, when we go around and people introduce themselves, people say I'm a master. Some people say I'm a slave or a sub. But I always just say I like to dominate. Um, I don't know. Uh, it, domination runs, I think, uh, in many directions, but it's certainly a big part of uh, master-slave dynamics. I uh, was in a very long-term uh, power dynamic relationship of uh, 16 years uh, with one person, say, and uh, before that, a few shorter-term uh, uh, relationships of the same kind of uh, dynamic. I think a lot about the issues involved in power dynamics and how to make it work um, long-term. Uh, what was great in meeting Phil is that he thinks about these things as well, as well as does them. And uh, so it was really great for me to, to talk to him as well, too. What's missing, I think, and what I like about this podcast is that we don't have a lot of opportunities to talk to other people who are involved in the same uh, search for power and submission. And uh, this is, you know, also another way for people to get more resources and different points of view. Thank you for sharing that. So um, you've spoken about having a relationship for 16 years. Um, could you describe a bit about that relationship and then in general, the sort of relationship you're looking going forward as well? The long-term relationship of 16 years uh, started like many relationships by uh, meeting online. Uh, it was before recon. There was a, a site called Leather Navigator in the United States. And uh, my, my future slave and I first connected on, on Leather Navigator. I always felt we were the last people to connect on Leather Navigator before they um, kind of went out of business and recon started to form. So we met, um, met online and 
we had a number of then of, we were living about uh, four hours apart of, as a drive. So it was possible for us to start to uh, physically meet on weekends. And it was like any relationship. I mean, it just uh, became bigger and could explore more. The one thing that's, I think, so wonderful about power dynamic relationship is that it depends on recurrent um, demonstrations, training, whatever word you want to use. Uh, and every time, then things just get deeper. It's the most intimate kind of uh, relationship imaginable. So um, after a while, uh, I wanted uh, us to be together all the time, which meant... Uh, basically a lot of different things, but I um, then moved to uh, Southwest Michigan where uh, my slave was living. And we basically were together 24 seven for years and years because it was a rural area, uh, very secluded, uh, beautiful, had a great dungeon in the basement. Um, and we were able to explore all these aspects of, of the power dynamic. It was uh, an amazing amount of freedom to do that. I didn't have to go work in an office all day and my slave did not either. Like any relationship, it also evolved. I mean, it's a, um, the people in a power dynamic relationship change, um, but the power dynamic itself changes uh, over time. And uh, and that was kind of amazing, really. Uh, took me in directions I wasn't really aware of, um, as well as uh, took my slave in those directions. And then I think maybe, you know, what the question is then, well, I always get it right away, you know, well, what happened? <laughs> you know? Uh, why didn't it last? And uh, it really is that, uh, well, if you look at just any, all relationships, a lot of them don't last 16 years. I mean, 16 years is a long time. Yeah, and in a relationship that is so dynamic and intense, power dynamics is very intense. And uh, everyone, you know, is quite vulnerable on a lot of levels. And it, there are a lot of levels to it. But people do change. And uh, they maybe go in different directions within that dynamic that uh, doesn't finally work. So uh, it's it just happens. I think it's sort of natural that things like that happen. Um, and when one of the things I learned is, and I think other people will resonate with this, there is a sort of spell involved in a master-slave relationship in a power dynamic like that. It's, there's a sort of, um, I don't know what word to use. Spell maybe isn't the right word, but, but when it's broken, it's broken. And it's very difficult to get that dynamic back. So, um, so it just, that just happens. Um, was incredible. I mean, certainly, I you know, I want to to chase that dynamic uh, and and find another another slave. So the 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 major issues I think about in that kind of relationship that I'm talking about is how do you maintain the level of domination and control that you have, say, in a dungeon out in the real world, um, out in your real life uh, that's not in the dungeon. Um, there are challenges to that. Uh, my slave became, you know, a very prominent uh, person in the leather community. So his status um, changed a lot during that relationship as well. 
Uh, so it's, um, you know, it's just, it's just something I think about a lot, this, the issues that we're going to be talking about. Thank you for sharing all of that. I, I mean, I've got so many questions from what you've just said there. Um, but, but one of the, the things that I just, I just want, want to ask first is, I, I'm sure some people who I think about being a master or top might think, well, should you allow someone to change and grow, someone to have more status outside of the relationship? Do you have a viewpoint on that? No, that, I do. I have a really strong viewpoint on it, and I'm glad you asked the question. <laughs> it's a good, really good question because I think there is a narrative um, that people have about master-slave, which is that uh, the slave is completely controlled and th there are no options except the master's options for that slave. And I think that narrative comes out of porn, and it also comes out of real relationships. I mean, uh, and that's, that's one way of... Uh, experiencing a master-slave relationship, I think, but I, I look at it differently. I, I want my slave to reach his full potential, and, uh, and I want it to be within that power dynamic. I, I see that dynamic as enabling people, both the master and the slave, to become more of what they really want to be. And I don't think it diminishes um, I didn't feel diminished by my slave's uh, status at all. I was, you know, proud of it. And uh, I was really enhanced by it because I was his master. So it's, uh, it's a little different way of looking at it, I think. I think uh, the idea that the slave has to be completely controlled um, makes it really hard for that power dynamic to uh, grow, I think, then. You know, if you're talking about a relationship that's going to go on for years, there's got to be a, a sense and of growth on all levels. And by all levels, what what do you mean by that? <laughs> well, growth on the levels of um, aspiration, doing what you want to do. Growth on the level of uh, domination, going deeper, deep where you want to go deep. Um, growth on the level of fetish fetishes, um, discovering new connections between fetishes. I mean, growth on the level of service, on defining the, the relationship. What I hear in talking to other men who are in power dynamic relationships, the ones that I think are very successful, what I hear them say is that the key to everything is that they trust each other, that there is a, is a really high level of trust and when you think about BDSM, I mean, there's got, there has to be a lot of trust there. So uh, I think once I think that you you know you grow in terms of the level of trust, which is pretty pretty crucial. And that sort of brings me back to something you said near in the start, which was about let's say this recurring um, training or. I, I have forgotten the words you, you meant, but it was like deepening the power dynamic. And you said you go to this deeper, more intimate level. <laughs> well, okay, so um, let's look at bondage. In my power dynamic, I want to dominate and control um, the slave. And I want the slave to experience what it's like to have no control and to be totally dominated. And one of the best ways to do that is through bondage. 
So I want to uh, start doing longer, ter- longer and longer and longer terms of very restrictive bondage, like a sleep sack, or very, very restrictive, um, well, different kind of bondage, like caging, to help the slave feel helpless, dependent, controlled, dominated, just to start to feel that. And then every time I do that, that feeling grows. And so by repeating things, I mean, like every time my slave, you know, worships my boots, that dynamic of master-slave gets deeper and deeper. I mean, everything builds on everything else. And so that's what I mean by it. And that's why it becomes such an intense experience. I can really associate with with that because I've I've kind of noticed, you know, in my last let's say full term relationship, which unfortunately didn't last that long. But as we were slowly building up, the more that I saw them, the deeper it kind of went. But then when I moved here to in Berlin, it was like going to a different level of them, deepness even more, and I was able to open up so much more to that person. Right, right. That's more trust. You know, I mean, the, the slave has to open up to be vulnerable. I mean, I mean, to be submissive, more submissive. It's, uh, it's you know, that involves, I think, a great deal of trust. And uh, as a master, I think that's one of the things that I try to um, do right before, I, you know, just as I meet someone that I'm interested in, is I really am conscious of trying to make sure they feel they can trust me. And, and uh, this is something which is really important for a master to do. So it's not just, let's say, the domination, but allowing that trust to build so you can dominate more. Right, right. Yes, if, I, if my goal is I like to put a guy in a cage or I like to, I like to have a guy in a sleep sack, um, you know, all night, eight hours, if my goal is that, I'm not going to necessarily get there at first meeting, <laughs> you know, um, and I would, you know, advise every, every would-be slave out there not to go there at first meeting as well. I mean, you know, you just don't, you just don't know enough yet about the person. Given my experience with that, I would fully agree. <laughs> Start slow, sleep slacks and build up. <laughs> you know, lust, lust sometimes rules, rules all, but, uh, you know, for things to go forward and to deepen, uh, especially in master-slave, that kind of dynamic, it has, it just needs the, t- the, the time to get there. So it's, uh, I, I, I sort of have this um, uh, uh, image like watering a plant or cultivating a plant that it, it isn't that, that you get something that's already made. It's something that you're having to to grow and water in the right way and prune at the right points. Yeah, I, 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 I always see it as something that's, I don't know, cutting deeper. I mean, going down almost. I mean, because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm into the power thing. So I, I want to take the, the slave, make them more helpless, more uh, dependent, more, you know, um, more subservient, more submissive, uh, to crave really the things that I want them to crave, you know, that's, uh, that's what I see with through the repetition of things, you know, f- through the bondage and longer bondage and then longer bondage. And then it's long enough, I think, to maybe go somewhere else because of the, the dynamic will determine kind of, you, you know, where everything's going to go. 
depends on both people. Something you mentioned about this journey of going deeper and let's say going deeper for this long length of time of 16 years is is that things you don't expect happen, that, that the journey goes in different directions. Could you explain a bit more about that or is there an example you, you could share? Well, I think, you know, our fetishes, if you think about your fetishes, I, I think they're in a way not really fully explored for a long time. I mean, um, I, one thing I, I, that happens is that, uh, so you get into the dynamic and you realize, yeah, I, I really, really like um, sleep sacks or I really like immobilization or I, I really like, uh, find out what I really like. And it's, it's going to be some new things. And uh, so I, and new fetishes emerge. Sometimes the thing that really turns you on at first as a fetish, after a while, it's no longer extreme enough or it's no longer exciting anymore. And there's something else that you discover that you, wow, yeah, that's really exciting. And you start to, you know, kind of fantasize about that and enact it. So it's, it's inevitable that, that think people change over time. And even though the domination and submiss- submission is still there, that they can be in kind of different places after a period of time than they were at the beginning. Very interesting. So, yeah. So, I mean, at the beginning, I was really, really into, you know, boot worship and having my boots worship. Well, then I realized, well, I'm really into having my feet worship too. And I, that wasn't part of my original, but I can see the connection. I mean, it's, it's, it's a road of discovery for the master as well as the slave. And I don't think a lot of the narratives that people bring to this um, have that element of change involved there. You're listening to masterslavelifestyle.com. The website and podcast are devoted to the master slave lifestyle and those who want to live this as a full-time lifestyle. Do check it out if you're interested in finding out more. In this episode, we're speaking with Master Jim, who had a slave for over 16 years. And now back to the episode. By narrative, um, or people's narratives, what do you mean by that? Could you explain a bit more so so people that might not understand it could get a better idea of what you're talking about there? I've I've just recently started using that word. Um, I'm struck by how many of us who seek a power dynamic relationship have never had had one before right i mean yes. everyone starts somewhere yeah they know Very they much. want they know they want this but they haven't had the experience what they've had is what they've seen or read or heard about um for a lot of guys it's porn and you know what they see on sites like recon and Leather, leather sites. So they build a narrative of what a tough power dynamic relationship would be. And sometimes that narrative is uh, highly unrealistic, but that's, that's what they, what's in their head. And that's what they want. And that's what turns them on. And that's what they're jacking off to. Right. And so let's say I get a number of uh, people online who want, you know, want to be locked up. Yes. They want full time, you know, <laughs> for the rest of their life. I mean, this is this is, this is what they want, and they they don't, you know, they kind of misunderstand my profile, maybe. And anyway, so it's an unrealistic narrative. Uh, 
they're not not going to find many people who are going to lock them up. And and yet what they really want is they want to be controlled and dominated. That's what I want. So I can't get them involved in my dynamic until they get rid of their narrative. <laughs> because yes. they're they're going to be severely disappointed in me because I'm not going to, I don't want to be a jailer <laughs> uh, and uh, I'm not going to do it. So, uh, so they have to get rid of that narrative. Uh, I, I think all of us have uh, a narrative in our head about what a master is, you know, what they do, what he does to a slave, who a slave is and what happens to them. And, um, you know, some of those those, and I call them a narrative because it's our story that we're projecting onto a situation that hasn't happened yet. When you get into a power dynamic day-by-day relationship, you just realize that it's much more complicated, nuanced, and full of surprises that you hadn't really thought about. It's strange. I can really relate to that. Like, you know, through you talking with me that, you know, I haven't yet had that full-time relationship that's gone through years. So I still have this big unknown about what, what that's, that's like. And I was actually speaking with a master recently and, you know, there's, there's a bit of an interest of me maybe going to visit them after the coronavirus has finished. But, you know, one of the things I said to to him was that, you know, imagine that it does work and I go through this transformation. I actually don't know what life would be like on the other side of that, you know, mm. and, and I've tried yeah. to train myself to give up on, on those expectations and see it as a huge unknown instead. Right. Well, that's, I mean, that's the way it is. I mean, you, you, how can you know where it's going to end? And uh, you just do the, you know, the one step at a time. But uh, you find out new things for sure. You know, a lot of, uh, you look in a lot of profiles, uh, submissive uh, men will say they want their limits you know, stretched, expanded. I mean, they, they want more of something and they're not, you know, not sure exactly what it is i sort of have have this image of let's say an, an onion and it's only by doing it you start to find what's in these those <laughs> other layers you know and and, right. and until you start to have have the experience it's just the one layer you can see you can't go any deeper to it yeah it's i mean it's it's so helpful to see it that way um rather than just this rigid uh, uh thing i um as a as a master or someone who dominates, I look for connections where that domination will really be deep. I mean, I can dominate in a lot of different ways. Uh, a submissive man can be submissive in a lot of different ways, but it's getting the right connection between those ways, a, you know, a really exciting dynamic. And so I, I see part of my... Uh, role is to figure out that connection not to the sub to figure that out and, and and kind of going a bit deep on that because that was actually my next question was was to look at the um, connection you, you know um we kind of covered domination as part of that connection but what is at the heart to, to, uh, for you you know when you have a fully fledged let's say relationship between master and slave what are the sorts of things that define that 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 connection for you well it's i get part of it is the intensity of it um 
we had our, I mean, we kind of had our life built around it. I mean, we had really nice dungeon, um, had a locking boot closet that was insulated. Um, lots of, uh, lots of this in our daily life. Uh, so that's part of it. I mean, that there is, there is this, there is this acknowledgement of the dynamic in daily life, I think. And there are different ways of doing that. Very interested in uh, chastity, enforced chastity, and uh, not so much as I don't want my slave to come. I just want to be in control of when and how and when, where. And uh, the slave is in a, locked in chastity. Um, he's reminded 24-7 that he's in this relationship no matter where he is. He can be shopping at the grocery store. So, um, so and there's, you know, different other ways of, of exerting this control and domination uh, in the public sphere as well as the private. And that's one of the challenges I find myself for myself is how to, to, to navigate that. I don't expect my slave to be in a dungeon for the rest of his life. Um, I want to enjoy life with my slave. <laughs> that means going out. Uh, so part of it is that. Part of it is that there, there has to be, for me, a compatibility of just values and um, worldview. Uh, and I can try to shape that for my, my slave, but um, would prefer, you know, that, that there's, a, there's a match just that way. And then uh, a big part for me is it has to be sexually really, really charged. If, it's, if that's not going on, then, then there is a, you know, there is a problem. Uh, because for me, the whole um, dynamic, is is rooted sexually for me do you find that there are times when let's say the sexual libido goes up and down in a relationship yes it does definitely um but for me it's connected with power and domination so yeah when there's when i feel less power and domination <laughs> then my libido goes down ah it interesting then, then it's a thermometer to me then it's like you know i don't I really don't do things that don't turn me on in, in the, this kind of relationship. I mean, for me, the basic line is that if it doesn't turn me on, I'm not really interested in it, but that's just me. I mean, it's not, it's not trying to talk about what relationships should be. It's just, uh, that's how I feel. And that's, you know, like for me, this podcast is different people that do these relationships in very different ways. Um, you know, so, um, I think I was saying before we started recording, um, this infinite combinations of this lifestyle is quite awe-inspiring sometimes. Yeah, because there's a lot of combinations, and that, that, that's what I meant by the, you know, the, the common narrative. The common narrative doesn't accommodate all of these different combinations. And, you know, like the, the common narrative is that the master is never wrong. Well, of course the master can be wrong. I mean, er the master is human, <laughs> first off, human. And then uh, that, that's another thing that keeps a relationship from being, makes it static, is that if the master is never wrong, then I don't know. That's a red flag for me. Yes. I mean, do you think it's okay that a master admits to mistakes? Yeah, of course. Um, I feel that a submissive a slave respects the master more that can admit that there was an error, you know. I mean, being held to that high level of perfection, 
I think is devastating. <laughs> yeah. I really is. There's a, I, there's a lot of responsibility in being a master, uh, uh, especially in bondage play, um, caging. And if, I mean, you have to be responsible and you have to think ahead of what you're about, what you're doing um, to have to be perfect in, in all of that, as well as just doing it puts, I think too much pressure on, on the master. I mean, it, it's, it's just um, unrealistic. And I, I, I think this is a really important thing. Cause I remember speaking to another master once and they'd had a relationship for 10 months, but they said at a certain point they were starting to feel quite drained as they were trying to be at that 100% fantasy all of yeah. the time, you know, and it was just unsustainable. It's, 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 yeah, it's, it's a lot of pressure. Pressure isn't what I want in that relationship. I don't at all. I, I like putting pressure on the submissive, but not, that, not, not in that way. Um, I think... The slave is held to a higher level of perfection in terms of how they serve if they've been trained to serve in a certain way. Not, but not in terms of, you know, making a mistake. I mean, how, it, you know, again, it's how, how do you grow? Um, so I think more is how do you handle when you make an error? Is <laughs> more of the question because everyone's going to, you know, every master yeah. is going to make, but how do they handle it? Do they, insist that that didn't happen. <laughs> I've seen that, um, you know, deny it completely. Um, do they apologize? Do they, you know, maintain control through that experience? I mean, it's, I think it's how you, how you deal with it, how you deal with error. I, I really love that framing. I've just written that down. I, I can see an, an article coming from that. <laughs> Say thank you. I, I, I'd like to go back to something you said a little while ago, which was having the common world view or this common set of values. Could you explain what what you mean by that common set of values? Well, it's a good question because I guess I, I mean, first of all, a common sense of what a power dynamic relationship is. I think if uh, the slave has, has one idea of, of what the slave needs in that relationship. And it really isn't where the master wants to go in that. Then unless there's some sort of common coming together about a common purpose, I think that's, it, that's a problem. It bends a lot on, I think, the master's life. I mean, I, I'm very political. I've, I'm very politicized in terms of um, social equality issues and... Uh, democracy in general. And so I, um, I don't want a slave that doesn't support that vision of politics. And I don't want to spend the time it takes to break the slave to my political point of view either. I mean, that's not it's sort of antithetical. So, uh, you know, I have a, uh, a really good friend who's on uh, one of the dating sites, and uh, he says, uh, as his byline, no Republicans or self-hating fags. <laughs> I think I've come across this profile. <laughs> uh, well, 
he's a great guy. And I, and I like that attitude. Yeah, it has to be, there has to be a unified vision there. Um, so common values. It doesn't mean there can't be differences of opinion about things, but the, the core values, I mean, it's like any relationship. Are you going to marry someone that doesn't share your value system? Some people do, but I wouldn't. Yeah. And I don't want to be, and I don't want to be in a intense power dynamic relationship with someone who doesn't, because it's, it's just going to make me furious. Do you think that could even happen? You know, like we've been talking about this deepness of connection, deepness of intensity. If, if you don't have this, let's say, common um, yeah, right. value set that, that you've just described, could you even go that deep? From my point of view, I couldn't. I know there are master-slave relationships where um, the, 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 what the slave thinks basically does not really matter. So... I mean, this is different, different ways of, of doing it, but. Very interesting. Thank you. One of the things I, I wanted to ask is, um, would you like to see a master slave community? Do you feel you're in a master slave community at the moment? Like you mentioned, you were part of a group at the start of the conversation. I feel more part of the master slave community now, I guess, than I ever have, partly because of recon, because I can meet and talk to masters and slaves over the world. I live in Palm Springs, California, which has a very large number of uh, leathermen, gay leathermen, many who have moved here from San Francisco, and a very active uh, BDSM leather community. And the Power Dynamics group that I belong to is the only time I've ever encountered that in a community. Um, I haven't lived um, in big cities for a while, uh, but I, 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 I'm very familiar with how um, leather communities are organized in many, many cities. And there aren't many that have ongoing, ongoing men discussion groups simply focused on power dynamics. So I like that. I felt very comfortable in Berlin. Berlin is a premier leather community as far as I'm concerned. And you see a lot more men in leather in Berlin um, than anywhere else I've ever been. I think, yeah, um, Palm Springs, if you look at the United States, I would say Palm Springs has probably as much in terms of focused leather men um, as anywhere else in the country. So being able to live uh, for the summer in Berlin and uh, the rest of the year in Palm Springs, yeah, I, I feel... I feel I really, that I'm living in a leather world. <laughs> I mean, that's really incredible to hear. Um, I, I mean, from your experience of the community, is there anything you would, you would change or you would like to see in it, which isn't there at the moment? I think that's, um, I, I'm not sure how to do it exactly, but I think there's a little disconnect between the leather community, uh, which is older in Palm Springs primarily, um, and the younger fetish community, which is not necessarily leather, but is definitely BDSM. I'm not so sure if I saw that uh, connection being made that, uh, you know, in Berlin as much either. But um, I would like to see the, I don't know, men in the leather community like myself who really are just as much turned on by gear and, uh, you know, masculine uh, athletic uh, images, soccer especially, that we see that, that that's all part of who we are. It's not 
we're not just leather men. We, <laughs> we, you know, the, the whole younger community, it's all domination, the same things, same core things, but they're, use, they're doing it in different ways. They're doing it with uh, sports gear, uh, really great, uh, you know, uh, shoes, socks, jocks, the same dynamic. It's just different fetish. And it, it turns me on, and I think it turns a lot of leather guys on too, uh, that they, they don't try to, they don't accommodate it, I guess, as much or somehow uh, validate it. There's a lot of, um, I don't know, ambivalence about it. And I, I think it's great. I just think we have to understand that uh, what we like, the power, the control, that's, that's still there very much so. You mentioned this disconnect. So what do you think we could gain if we kind of connected these, these two groups of people? Well, we would have, a, a, I think, a larger political force. <laughs> and we wouldn't, we wouldn't, uh, there, wouldn't be, there wouldn't be any downside. I mean, um, a greater understanding of, that, uh, of what fetish is. I, I mean, I, I think that... Uh, it is maybe the connection through fetish that uh, that unites the groups together. Uh, not, I'm not so sure, but uh, we would gain more, more more relationships, more sexual relationships between these guys from these two groups too. I mean, uh, there's a lot. I look at that selfishly. What I would gain, I would gain. I mean, I find those images and those fetishes very exciting, and um, so I'm looking for guys like that. Thank you. I think I think other leather guys would look for guys like that too, once they realize that yes, that's that's hot. That is domination. That is uh, you know control. Very much. And um, m- moving on to my kind of last question, um, which is in two parts. What do you think makes a good master? I think it takes some brains. I mean, I I think you have to plan things. Uh, you have to be able to foresee risk in what you're doing, to have a plan B, to uh, resist things that maybe really turn you on but are potentially hazardous, um, to, I think, not damage anyone psychologically or um, physically, but psychologically, and that you enjoy it. <laughs> I mean, I'm not so sure, you know, uh, you know there, there are a lot of people in marriages who don't like being in them, well, the same thing goes on, I think, in all, all, all relationships. And certainly um, what we're talking about, these are relationships. So, um, you know, uh, from people, what people say in, this, in the Power Dynamics group, I think uh, that what I heard over and over again is the master also has to be able to change. Yes. Right? That, the, that the, maybe the main quality is to be able to change. Uh, and be able to try new things. And when you try new things, you are going to make errors. That's, that's just the way it is. You can make mistakes. And then you have to be able then to uh, accept that, uh, embrace that in order to move forward. And I think that's maybe the best, you know, the most important quality in a master. That, that, I, I really feel some like heavy wisdom in that. That really resonates with me. It's that, that kind of link about, you know, being open to change, which means you're trying new things. But, of course, therefore, you are going to make mistakes. And that needs to be okay, because how else are you going to learn or try new things right. or grow? And the same thing goes with training a slave. I mean, they're not going to do it perfect the first time. And they have to be able to, you know, learn from that 
um, without it becoming, um, you know, unrealistic in terms of being punitive. I mean, you become, you, you, you know, you punish, I guess, when uh, slaves should know better. When you don't know better, you know, then it's just a learning experience. And, and then for the second part of the question, what do you think makes a good slave? Uh, being naturally submissive is really helpful. <laughs> it really is. I mean, I think, I think that's yeah. at the heart of all this, there are these people, these men who some are naturally submissive. I mean, they, they've always wanted to be submissive. That's who they are. That is their core. And that's what makes them happy. And that's what brings them pleasure. And there are these other men who from the earliest time in their life, they wanted to dominate and who love to dominate and get off on domination. And they are naturally dominant and that is at their core. And that's what, make, what makes them authentic and that's what makes a slave authentic is that they are naturally submissive. Um, raises the question then, well, can you become submissive? One of the popular narratives, you know, is this narrative of breaking the slave, you know, it's in a lot of the porn and the stories, which makes the slave, you know, more submissive. And I don't know about that. I think, I think not. I think that it really is what you are at your core. Now, some men who are really submissive have repressed that, and some men who are really dominant have repressed that too, but some men who are really submissive have repressed it, have denied it, and they can re be led to discover it or rediscover it through finding a master. Uh, and that's a little more complicated process. There's a process of kind of taking away in order to put in, uh, but uh, I think that's possible. But if if there's not some natural thing there, um, I think you're fighting a losing battle. Um, through, 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 throughout this, you were talking about this like naturally submissive. Could you describe what you actually mean by naturally submissive for people that might not know? So naturally submissive is that you want to serve, um, that you want to um, be told what to do, that you it turns you on that you like um, being controlled and uh, you seek uh, domination. Uh, you seek pleasing another man. You seek uh, opportunities to, to make his life easier, um, to increase his joy, to be part of that kind of sexual dynamic, to uh, the fetishes are really important. I, what I always think about that really turns me on that I want my fetishes to become the slave's obsessions, right? I mean, um, so there's a you know, psychology there that is, is really turned on by that. And that's, that's what I like. Um, and it's, you know, difficult to find that right match. But uh, my slave that I was with for um, 16 years, uh, the first thing in his profile that I saw that I, I liked, it was, he said, naturally submissive. It was the first time I, I ran across that phrase and it just, well, I, I now really fully understand it. <laughs> uh, it it's strange because for me, uh, that's, that's how I describe myself as well. But uh, I sometimes find it hard to put into words what, what that means. 
it's almost like a state of being sometimes. Right. It, it is. Um, it totally is. And it, it really becomes alive when on the other end of there of that is the man who is dominating and controlling the one that's being served. And so you got to have both. Um, and uh, there has to be an agreement on, you know, uh, the hierarchy. Thank you so much. Um, we're about to finish. Is there anything you would like to say that we haven't kind of covered? There are lots, lots of things to say, but this has been wonderful. Um, as our conversations before um, have been, it's just, uh, it's a good example for me of how important it is to be able to talk about these things that are so central to our, our lives. Um, there aren't many opportunities for it. So I'm, you know, I'm, I learn from this conversation uh, as well. And thinking about things uh, is, is, is great. I spend a lot of time thinking about this because this is really such a big part of my life. So it's a pleasure for me to talk about it. Thank you. And I've, I've, I've got to say that um, I've really missed you being here over the summer. And I, I actually live really close to where, to where you were living last, last year. So I pass it often and think of you. But just having this con and conversation now has made me realize how much I really have missed talking to you. So yeah, that was thank great. you so much for doing this. Hopefully next summer, Phil. <laughs> yes, I have my fingers crossed that that can happen. Or I can get over to the US as well. So, Well, then you yeah. come to Palm Springs. <laughs> that I definitely will. Right. Well, sir, thank you so much. All right, Phil. There. All right, all the best. If you would like to be interviewed by me, or you know someone who would, you can get in touch with me through the email contact at masterslavelifestyle.com. If you're interested in finding more about the 24-7 TPE lifestyle, you can also go to my website for lots of information, and that's at www.masterslavelifestyle.com. Thank you.